and welcome to the GBC Big Three podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host today, Jess Baker, and joining me this week as co-host is the delightful Amaris Raider. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> How are you going? I'm good, thanks. How yeah. are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. What have you been up to this week? Just uh, living my best life back at uni, fully online, mm. but... um. I'm actually loving it, which is Are you? an unpopular opinion. Everyone hates the online thing, but I'm, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> What's great about it? Well, like I said before, I'm actually getting better marks because I'm literally at home like constantly, which means I'm like studying most of the time. Um, but I mean, if you like make an effort to um, hang out with people, you know, mm. I don't know. It's like, it's just not really that different. I think the whole of my uni degree was um, Pinterest prepping for my wedding and ribs and burgers. Um, So (laughs) I wouldn't cope with online uni. (laughs) I just don't think I'd do well. But very excited to hear that you're doing well. Yeah, loving it. That's great. Well done. (laughs) Well, guys, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Matt Willis, who preached during our online service this past Sunday. Amaris and I will be putting the big three questions to him as we dive deeper into the invitation from this week's sermon. For those of you who missed it, Matt spoke about how God has the power, but what makes him great is that he chooses it for good. This was part of our series, The Songs of the People. You can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. But for now, Amaris, what kind of stood out to you in Matt's sermon? Um, I liked the idea um, of, you know, anyone can have power, but it's how we choose to use that power mm. that makes us good or not. Um, and I mean, I think throughout the Bible, God very clearly uses his power for good. Um, and David says in this psalm that um, God is great um, because he uses his power for good, mm. which makes me think of Hillary Clinton saying, um, America is great because America is good. <laughs> <laughs> wise words. Yeah, very wise words. Delightful. Profound, very profound. <laughs> so profound. Um, yeah, and so I guess that's the reason we praise God. Mm. Um, it's because he is a good God. Yeah, and aren't we so lucky to have a God with that much power who actually cares about us and, and you know. But I think this also like sets it. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. So that's our God apart from, I think, other gods of other religions. Yeah. Um, I think in a lot of other religions, you have to work to sort of earn this love. Mm. And our God is so good that he actually just sends Jesus and just um, extends all this grace on us. Yeah, just gives it freely. Yeah. Thank goodness, because I would not survive without <laughs> it. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, Well, I think it's time for us to start looking at the big three questions submitted through Slido this week. So, Amaris, what questions do we have lined up? So, the first question is, how do we reconcile that God's goodness is for everyone when Scripture also says that he will destroy the wicked? And that's, I think that's a big question that a lot of, totally, I feel like every Christian has to grapple with that at some point. Um, And second question how do we go about using God's power to reflect his goodness? Mm. And um, question number three, where can we start to live out an all-encompassing life of praise, which is a really good practical question. Yeah, for sure, which we definitely need in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, to answer these questions, we need the preacher, and that is Matt Willis. Matt, welcome to the table. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Did you enjoy writing this sermon this week? Um, Yeah, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with um, Mm, Yes, I saw you grapple with it as you were writing. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's such a stressful thing because, Mm. you know, 
Well, I mean, we're talking about using power and using it responsibly. Like you're given this platform where you get to share your interpretation of scripture. You want to do it right. (laughs) Like I'm really scared that someone's going to ring the heresy bell one day and just be like, ah, that's wrong. Don't believe him. And people would. People are savage. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the unbeliever. I've got my heresy bell right here ready to ring. (laughs) We're ready. We're ready to go. So, yeah, like it's it's, – it's a tricky thing, but then, you know, it's also such a privilege to kind of mm. be able to share. Um, and I, like I've, uh, the Psalms have been so interesting. I think, you know, for so many of us, we read the Psalms and we're like, oh, they're so, you know, breezy and poetic and they just make me feel warm, fuzzy inside, um, which is true and great. But I've got to admit, the more I read about Psalm 141, the more I realized like, like there's just so much in there that mm. you just kind of breeze right over because mm. it, it's... Like it sounds nice, but it's like, oh man. So like there was so much in my sermon that I kind of had to pull out Mm, and be like, well, I'd love to spend some time unpacking this small little aspect of Mm. it, but you know, everyone would hate me if I forced them to sit online for several hours. So I had to kind of trim it down a little bit. (laughs) Hopefully we can unpack a few more of those little things today. Look, I loved it. I thought you smashed it, Matt. Love a good analogy. And boy, oh boy, love (laughs) Spider-Man. So I was like, yes, great. (laughs) I just felt like the Holy Spirit really works through me in that moment. Like the second that I was like, oh my gosh, I can use with great power comes great responsibility. I'm like, God is good all the time. Like he is at work. was disgusting to hear that Jodine has never seen Spider-Man. Um, you know, some people walk in the light yeah. and others do not. And unfortunately, you know. She's too busy. <gasps> I walk in the what? dark. Oh, my gosh. Amaris. I walk in the dark. Look, I have a husband who is obsessed with Marvel and so I've had to sit down multiple times and watch them all. Let's be real, so, Jess. Don't blame it on Jess. <laughs> I do select them from time to time. They're such bangers. Amaris, get on to this. Yeah, Stop no, studying I, I know. Well, I don't. <laughs> You're wasting your life. <laughs> <laughs> and on that delightful note, guys, let's jump into the big three. All right, so this is the question we all grapple with and it, and it, it's referenced in Psalm 145 talking about kind of um, the wrath of God and, the, and that he, you know, destroys the wicked. And so we want to know how do we kind of align the two? How do we reconcile that God's goodness is for everyone when Scripture also says that he will destroy the wicked? Yeah. It like yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, and yeah. I think you know as I was saying before, like we can kind of breeze over the Psalms and just kind of take what it says at face value and and run with it. Um, but what I found kind of digging a little bit deeper was that um, particularly in this passage, because yeah, for me, like I was like, okay, destroy the wicked. We've literally just spent twenty verses talking about how good God is, and then like mm. David just at the end slips in like, oh, but he'll destroy the wicked. <laughs> like it's pretty intense, yeah. but. What I found is that, because I think at face value, you read that and you think, okay, like that's referring to people who don't believe. So anyone who's not a follower of Jesus, anyone who hasn't given their life to God, then, you know, God's destruction is coming Mm -hmm. upon them. But what I found as I, as I read, as I read from people who are way smarter than me, this is, (laughs) this is not my intellect coming through, but that, um, what David's talking about, he's not talking about people who don't believe in God. He's talking about people who were oppressing Mm. the people of Mm. God. And, um, you know, I mentioned in my sermon on Sunday that throughout the Psalm, um, David is kind of reflecting back to Exodus. And and we see that a lot in Psalms. There's a lot of throwback to Exodus. It's like, it's kind of like the the Israelites' heyday, even though it, it yeah. really sucked. Um, 
But, you know, and, and we see at that time, we see that, you know, God's people were being oppressed by Egypt. Um, and so we saw the destruction of God come yeah, upon them. Time. Yeah, huge. <laughs> just a couple <laughs> like, plagues. That's just really sucked <laughs> for them. Um, but also, like, we see it elsewhere. Like, we see, you know, the Israelites go into exile and, and Babylon really copped it hard um, because, because they were oppressing God's people. Mm. Um, and so, like, this is, this is quite a quite a distinct um, situation that I think the psalm is talking about. And I've got to admit, mm. like, as I, this was one of those things that I was like, oh, I'd love to unpack this in my sermon, but yeah. I didn't have time. So let's go. <laughs> welcome to the big three. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is something that I start to think, okay, so where's like, do I experience oppression? And like, I've, I've got to be real. The answer is no. Um, like, and I'm not saying that for all Christians everywhere, obviously um, in different parts of the world, um, the Christian faith is, is not, um, permitted it's not allowed it's not legal Mm -hmm. and so in those situations oppression is definitely part of their life but for me um seeking to kind of um, apply this passage to my life i'm like okay so let's let's talk about it i'm a white upper middle class tertiary educated heterosexual christian male living in the sutherland shire (laughs) in 2020 like life is good right (laughs) so like i don't experience Mm -hmm. oppression for my faith i can come to work in a church and, you know, I I don't have protests out the front. I can sit in a cafe and talk to my friend about our faith and we can pray for each other. We can even open our Bible together. You know, my son does scripture in school. Like my faith is not oppressed Mm. um, Mm. in my in my experience of life. Um, That's not to say that we don't experience um, hostility Mm. um, and, um, and maybe some some bitterness. I definitely think that that's a part of life, and that's probably you know there's a number of reasons for that. There's the history of the church and a bit of hurt from that. There's also you know a mistrust of a being that you can't necessarily see. Mm. Um, but that that shouldn't be confused as oppression. Um, and so where I kind of landed on that in in my personal experience. Um, if I'm not someone then that's being oppressed, then really like what that means is that everyone that I interact with in my community, whether they're believers or not, they are they should all be recipients of God's goodness. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that excludes um, the people in, in my community um, from God's goodness. Mm. And I, I also, you know, as an aside, realize that, you know, it's it's actually not my job to to bring on God's judgment to people. Like at no point in scripture does it actually say like you are, like you are to, to bring my judgment. Like God brings Mm. his judgment. Mm. Um, My job is to share what I know Mm. of God um, and to live a life that reflects what I share. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I like, how do we, does that answer the question? How do we reconcile it? I think one, it's, it's not about like this passage is not talking about that. God's just going to come in hammer and tong and smash down anyone who doesn't believe. Yeah. Um, his goodness is still freely given. Um, but God will, God will do, um, what is good and right for his people, for Mm. those who declare his name and for those who love him. And so, um, you know, God will come in and defend Mm. when those people um, are being oppressed and Mm. are being, um, you know, whatever that may look like. Obviously, it depends where you are, but who, because of what they believe and because they're seeking to live out God's word, um, they're they're experiencing persecution. Um, But I guess, 
you know, for me, that's not my experience. Mm, And so I've got to acknowledge that, well, really, yeah, my, then that means that my job is to, is to be a vessel of God's goodness Mm. wherever I am to whoever Mm. I meet. I kind of think of God as like, you know, one of those crazy protective mothers who like their (laughs) child is pushed over in the playground and they're just like, don't you touch my child. Like they just like (laughs) rear into this monster. I can't even imagine what it would have been like in Egypt to watch those kind of those plagues roll around and things to like see God's power. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it makes me feel a little warm and fuzzy that like that's the length that God will go to to protect his people. Do you know what? Like I love that. Mm. I love that imagery because Mm. like that's not to say that God doesn't love like God still like let's be God still loved the Egyptians. Mm. Like they're still his creation. He still had a love for them. But Mm. but and you know being a parent myself like you know your kids have friends and, and you kind of you start to love these these friends because yeah. they're like you know they're sweet and they're lovely yeah. and they're my kids but friends if those friends but cross yeah, your legit, child but i will cut you down like <laughs> you come at my kid and i'll cut you down and yeah. so it's this weird tension of like i can love people but like the second mm. that you turn on my child like <laughs> mate like the wrath is coming so but yeah like i think that's a it's such an interesting and i think you know it this passage even talked about how like we can't fully wrap our heads around God's power and goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. And we can't fully wrap our heads around God's mm-hmm. love that God can love those who he mm. judges um, yeah. and loves those who he punishes, um, but that he does. Um, but yes, he loves, he loves his people and will always be our protector and our refuge. Mm. And we see that, you know, not just in the Psalms, but, but all throughout scripture. Um and so, yeah, there is this weird tension and I, I get how for so many people they're like, well, you know, I, I see God being really like rough and wrathful in mm. the scriptures, but then I also hear him saying that he's good. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, um, but I definitely think, I think God's goodness is the paramount thing um, and that his judgment actually comes from his love, um, mm. which is a weird we think of that in our context and that feels really weird. Mm. Um, and, uh, but you know, again, it's him trying to demonstrate who he is and, and why he's worthy of our praise. Mm. 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 And I think like when there's language like destroy, like that does make it difficult for us to sort of, um, reconcile the Mm. goodness in that. But at the end of the day, like we, the Bible is very clear that God is good and, the biggest example of his goodness is him sending his one and only son, mm. Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so that anybody, um, you know, it's on offer to anybody, we can have a relationship with God. Mm. So that's pretty good. And, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, like I would way prefer a God who was just mm. um, and didn't sort of just let things, terrible things happen. Mm. Um, like I think the justice um, – and the and the wrath is good. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And that's why it's important to kind of um, distinguish that this is not God just destroying people because they don't believe in him. Mm. This is God acting in mm. a just way. Like mm. his people are being oppressed and so he's bringing justice upon those who mm. are oppressing. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When you view it that way, not as destruction but as um righteous judgment Mm. then it does kind of change your perspective but sometimes you know language in scripture Mm. it doesn't translate Mm. in a way that makes us feel comfortable in 2020 Mm. so you do have to kind of scratch at the surface a little bit and kind of go well actually what's the heart behind Mm. this and the heart is 
It's that God, even in his judgment, he's good. Mm. Yeah, I wish um, someone had th- told 13-year-old Jess <laughs> not like the judging people just wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the righteous judgment to the Lord and you just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and maybe there are other people who wish that someone had told 13-year-old oh, Jess. Oh, seriously. I was, you know, Sister Christian Jess grew up in Sunday school and was like, I know how to live life mm. and you don't. Let me tell you the ways. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> Thinking back makes me cringe. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Well, you've now. <laughs> Have I? Yeah, (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right, guys, let's jump into question number two. Um, So question number two, how do we go about using God's power to reflect his goodness? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think part of this is kind of redirecting expectations Um, I think when we look at the power of God, you know, whether it's in the Old Testament and we've got like those on the mountaintop moments or like parting of the Red Seas or the plagues Mm. or, you know, even when we look at the New Testament with Jesus and all the miracles that he does, Mm. we like when we think about exercising the power of God, which has been placed in each of us, I I think that for a lot of us, not all Mm. of us, but for a lot of us, our first conclusion is to think of those situations and to build those pictures up in our minds. Um, and don't get me wrong, those things happen. And, and we hear incredible stories of how God has used people for, for healing and through mm. prophecy and, um, you know, just received God's word. And it's just kind of played out in this incredible, miraculous way. And um, there's no way that it could have been anything other than God. And so mm. don't don't hear me saying like there's not a space for that because there totally is. Mm. Um, but I actually, I, I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of goodness and grace extended to someone. Mm. Um, you know, it can, it feels so cliche. And I've got to admit, like I use the term good so much in this sermon that it like, I was like, what does it even mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it feel, it felt so cliche to be like, God is good. Like, mm. and you know, we're called to be good too. Um, and it's cliche because it's true ultimately. Yeah. Like th- there is such power in extending God's goodness and being the example of God's goodness in our world. And you know, I, I think back to to my to my journey of faith. You know, I was a late bloomer to Jesus. Um, <laughs> di- didn't always didn't always have him in my heart. Um, and so I remember as a teenager meeting Christians for the first time, and you know, the things that stood out to me and the things that really grabbed my attention were not like, you know, people being slain by the spirit or something <laughs> like that. Um, it was it was. Um, the sense of community, it mm. was the sense of acceptance and how I felt welcomed, how mm. I felt valued and worthy when my experience of the world was that I had none of those things. Mm. Um, and that had incredible transformational power in my life. Um, and it was the simple thing of a kind word or mm. um, being included or having someone um be interested and invested in what was going on in my life. Um, and like that was powerful stuff. And mm. that that was that was how my life changed. Like it was, I saw Christians and I saw not necessarily the goodness in their lives, although that was there too, but how they 
were being used for good. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, whatever you've got, I want it. Like I want that in my life. Um, and, you know, that that is powerful stuff. And so I think if, if we want to start to be those vessels of God's power, if we want to start exercising God's power in our life and in, in the world around us and to those around us, um, we need to kind of shift focus a little bit and and stop not not stop sorry i shouldn't say that like i think we should always be expectant of the big things but um what we need to stop doing is belittling the subtle things mm. um because i am here because someone was kind to me like it's as simple as that like they were jesus they reflected jesus mm. in simple acts of kindness it wasn't some monumental message and like the gift of preaching it wasn't like some outrageously profound um, prophetic prayer over my life although I've had those things and they've been Mm. incredibly powerful as well but it was the simple act of reflecting Jesus kindness God's Mm. goodness in my life Mm. Um, and I think you know we live in a world that is fast-paced it's very um, self-centric it's very um you know, we've got our days planned ahead of us and we just head down and we run straight through it and kind of get to the end of the day, crash on our bed, Mm. rinse, repeat kind of thing. And there's not this this attitude, I don't think, um, or I don't necessarily see, where people take the time to pause and actually go into someone else's lane and kind of go, hey, Mm. what's going on for you right now? How How can I just, you know, be be good to you? How can I show God's goodness to you? And I think we as the community of God have a real responsibility to do that. And, you know, I, I actually, I'm not meant, I'm getting my platforms mixed up. I don't know if I said this <laughs> on big three or if I said that youth one night, um, you know, we just had our third son and gosh, like, did I experience God's goodness through this community of faith? Like, mm-hmm. Um, and in the simplest things, like a meal cooked for us. Mm. Um, you know, we had someone cook for us last night, in fact, and it was a night that just blew up in our faces. <laughs> like, you know, like we had tantrums. We had, you know, um, we had a crying baby. We we were like, do you need to sleep? Do you need to eat? Do you need a poo? We don't know what you want. And, and not then, selling parenthood. Um, no, but it's wonderful. <laughs> it's the gift of life. Um <laughs> But, you know, and then we were able to turn around and find that there was a meal in our kitchen yeah. ready to go. Like, you know, we've had people come and hold our baby while yeah, my I wife. Yeah, that. That's Jess, the best. I, listen, I didn't want to give her <laughs> a big head. Always up for cuddles. <laughs> but Jess has come over to our house and held our baby while my wife was slept. so hard. Like, it was so hard. <laughs> he'd be cute. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's powerful stuff for us mm. as new parents. Like, we need to stop kind of thinking, like, if I don't have this – incredible profound god moment yeah then then i'm not like i'm not living out the power of god it's like mate Mm. start Mm. small Mm. it'll be way easier for you and trust me it'll be just as powerful Mm. so you know look up i think like look up from yourself look Mm. up from what's happening yeah in your immediate circle and identify that person who could go for a cup of coffee like it sounds so simple i'm not trying to oversimplify it but it really is that simple or mm. can be that mm. simple mm. um you know don't underestimate the power that comes from a from goodness particularly mm. the goodness of god mm. so hey that's where i'd start yeah <laughs> for sure um so yeah 
Mm. Um, I just wanted to clarify something. I like really tripped out over this question. I don't know why. I read it like 43 <laughs> questions. Like, I don't know. I just, anyway. What are they saying? I know. I really did trip. So anyway, um, I just want to clarify this in yeah. case uh, any listener out there is also tripping like I was. Um, so I suppose like as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us, which means God, God's power is always within us. Mm. So I guess like the responsibility um, doesn't sort of fall on us to like use God's power or figure out like how can I use God's power or harness God's power um, because it's more that like God sort of uses us through mm. his power which has already been vested in us by his Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I know that I've already got God's power within me. So when I look at this question, like I'm sort of just thinking, okay, well then now how do I go about um, reflecting his goodness? And like you said, Matt, like – Again, for me, um, the best example of God's goodness is Jesus. And so practically, um, if I want to reflect God's goodness, I want to and need to know Jesus. Like mm. I need to know the man Jesus, mm. what his character was like. I should have good knowledge of the Gospels and the stories within the mm. Gospels so that I can reflect and follow his example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Like I, I definitely think it's like I liked that you clarified what it means to use God's um, power use God's power because yeah. it's not like some voodoo like <laughs> magic stone that you got to touch and then and then you've got the power yeah. like um you know God works through us and so mm. I think the the idea of using God's power is leaning into the spirit um mm. listening out to mm. the spirit's promptings and and um and you know taking up those invitations when they present themselves mm. and when god kind of nudges you in that direction and says mm. this is where i want you to go mm. and you know just as you were talking about the person of jesus and getting to know him i'm i just you know thinking about who jesus is what i see most in his ministry is his willingness to pause what he's doing mm. and step out of his immediate task what he's working on and step into someone else's reality um mm. and he just constantly does it um and, you know, we were listening to Logan Kepu share on Friday night to our youth about Zacchaeus and how everyone hates this guy and he's up in a tree and Jesus just <laughs> stops. Jesus is walking down the road and he just stops, yeah. looks up and says, I want to have dinner with you. Like, mm. and, and, you know, that's one of many examples. So, again, I want to reiterate, like, it's, it's listening to the mm. spirit and, and taking those promptings to pause and leave your immediate task and and jump into someone else's reality yeah and whether that's a kind of a kind word to someone or or coffee like you said or mm. whether that's praying for healing like they're all kind of all encompassing yeah and we're kind of like i'm a bit confronted by like using god's power you know like as if we're abusing it but yeah this is where god is and that you know mark was saying last week that you know he he's merciful and he sees these people who are suffering and he wants to help mm, them and yeah. so kind of he uses us to yeah. do that rather yeah. than the other way around mm, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> let's not mistake let's not mistake <laughs> god's power fails because <laughs> i got nothing yeah i ain't no superhero yeah. <laughs> all right guys let's jump into question number three All right, so Matt, let's get practical. Where can we kind of start to live out an all-encompassing life of praise? Yeah, I think, listen, I again, like throwing back to teenage Matt being a, a new Christian yeah. and, and hearing things like this, hearing um, teachings like this about, you know, 
whether it's around praise or just, you know, living for God in the everyday and doing everything for God. I remember, like, I still have this vivid memory of, like, being in math class and just <laughs> doing, yeah, I know, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, if you want to talk about oppression. Yeah. No, um, but, like, and literally, like, looking at maths equations and just being like, how am I meant to do this for God right now? Like, mm. taking it to, like such a detail um and i totally get that for a lot of people it's like you know how how do i make sure that in all that i do in you know the classic gbc everywhere we go and in everything that we do like i'm doing everything i can for for jesus um and do you know what i think i think like so many things that come from spiritual practice which praise is it it's practice. Like Mm. we've got to, it's not something that you just click your fingers and, you know, you give your life to Jesus. And then all of a sudden everything that you do is, is for him. Like everything it takes, it takes intentionality. We need to be on purpose. We need to um, be just always on the lookout. And so I think when it comes to, you know, this all encompassing life of praise that I spoke about on Sunday, I think it's again, appreciating the subtleties um, I think for me, like what I took from this in, in my own personal, um, journey with God, I was like, I need to shift my perspectives a lot more, um, because I can just have a very, um, oh gosh, like my, the perspective of how I see things can be very me, sometimes me focused or just kind of very, I don't know, selfish or, mm. or whatever it might be. It's just completely based on my experience. Um, you know, traffic, you know, I need to get somewhere. So now I'm really ticked off, mm. like um, as a outrageously simplified example. But mm. um, for me, like as I kind of wrapped up this message on Sunday, I was like, for me, I, I really need to shift my perspective And in those moments where I'm only thinking about what is important to me and what I need to be doing and what's on my list today and what I want to achieve and where I want to go, just opening up my my mind and my heart to actually what's going on with God right now. You know, we have in our services and we do it at youth on a Friday. Man, youth is getting free plugs left, right and center today. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I can't help what I love. Um, But, you know, we have my story where we share where we've seen God at work. Mm. Um, And, you know, I love hearing those stories. Um, But I've got to admit, sometimes I'm like, why don't we have more? Um, Because really we should all be opening our eyes to see God at work in our lives and and acknowledging and and celebrating even the really small little things. Mm. Um, And, yeah, and I think where we have to start with that is our perspective, how we – view the world because it intentionally shifts our focus and attitudes towards what we see, what we live and what we experience towards God mm. and from a filter of, of what's God doing in this space. And then that in effect shapes our language and our actions. And you can see how it's just this flow on effect. Mm. Um, but it has to start with uh, a redirecting of our mind and the way that we see the world. Um and I know that, that that kind of sounds like, I don't know, one of those inspirational Instagram quotes that you throw up there every now and again. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that that can be really 
really powerful and really significant. And I know there have been times in my life where I've been really intentional about doing that. Mm. You know, um, I need to get out of my head and kind of just sit with God. Um, and, you know, let's be real. Like sometimes I really suck at that, particularly in traffic. Like that's a real <laughs> moment for me. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not my best oh, self. Um, <laughs> all right. And, you know. The Hulk comes out. Yeah. Thank you. That, that God is a gracious God yeah. um, and a forgiving one. But, you know, like oh, I'm trying to think now, like, but just, you know, wh- what is God doing in this moment? Mm. You know, mm. um, I'm I'm chilling in class. What's God doing in this moment it may not be something profound with my math but it might be something where I just my eyes drawn to someone in my class and I'm like well actually what's going on for that person like how can I be there for that person Mm. um you know it might be a conversation that I'm in with a bunch of parents from my kids school and you know how am I reflecting God in this conversation where is God in this conversation is this a conversation that is overly fruitful or is it one that's like not overly delightful Mm. like um you know even just you know when I'm sitting at home and just kind of being in my relaxed state which is normally like comatose (laughs) on the couch at the moment but you know what's God doing here like what's Mm. God doing through my kids and in my wife and and I think it's just it's asking ourselves that question and and that's something that doesn't just happen for us we have to train ourselves we have to constantly ask ourselves the question like what am I not seeing here Mm. what are my eyes not open to what is God doing in this moment and it might just be that hey actually like I think God's just given me this quiet little peace and 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 stillness and how great is that because life's about to get chaotic Mm. um or maybe it's actually i like i'm I'm all of a sudden thinking of someone i'm going to reach out to them like it if if we're actually looking for god it will it will change the way we see the world it will change the way we interact with the world um so again, I feel like I'm really oversimplifying it, but I think we overcomplicate it sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I think we, again, we expect that mountaintop moment, um, and you know, we want to hear that booming voice of God come down, and and they happen, and they're incredible when they happen. Mm. Um, but if if that's all we're waiting for, if that's all we're expecting, then there's going to be so much that we miss out on, mm-hmm. and and we need we need the little things just as much as the big things to help us remain in that attitude of constant praise because when we see what god's doing that's when you're like hey man god you're good i see i see you you matter like you know like i see what you're doing here and thanks for that Mm. like you know just little things um so yeah yeah and it's definitely a discipline we can't kind of expect to be able to tune into god really clearly every day Mm. like we've we have to practice it so you can't expect i mean sometimes it happens but you can't expect the big booming clear voice if you haven't spent every little day kind of trying to tune in absolutely to what he's saying yeah but again like i just think you know Oh, like I'm just like, and, and I'm totally projecting here. Like I know that this is my experience. Like, so I'm just, I'm just telling my truth. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I always came with an expectation of, of what it was going to look like to, you know, be in God's presence mm. and, and, you know, live out, you know, his, his calling in my life and, and by extension be like, have this life of praise that David kind of talks about. And and yeah, just kind of always expecting the big things. I, I think I missed out on so much mm. and it actually also really discouraged me. Mm. So I thought, you know, well, then God's not working in my life. And it's like, no, I just want to stop you right there and say God is working. We just need to open our eyes to it. 
We mm. need to see the small things. Um, and and we need to have a little moment of praise in those yeah. in those times and just be like, you know, God, thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, it starts small. It ultimately is what I'm trying to say. It starts small and don't, don't overlook it, don't overcomplicate it, mm. but just kind of anywhere you are, whenever you think about it, mm. just kind of go, God, what are you doing here? Mm. Like, what's going on and how can I be a part of it? Mm. And it might just be that he'll just reveal it to you. You're not actually proactively involved, but you just get to watch that's like that's a good show like (laughs) sign me up i'll buy a ticket but sometimes he'll invite you into it as well Mm. and that's equally as encouraging and equally as um life-changing and equally deserving of praise so um Mm. but you got to be willing you got to be ready yeah you got to be asking those questions and opening your eyes and and again and go figure that um the christian faith and and a life of god pulls us out of ourselves and into something bigger than us. But just as, you know, reflecting God's goodness in our world means leaving what's going on for us and stepping into someone else's reality, living a life of praise means stepping out of ourselves and stepping into God's reality Mm -hmm. and seeing what God's doing and just being like floored by by it all. Um, But we need to actually, you know, he says with love and to himself, we need to get over ourselves a little yeah. bit yeah. and <laughs> and just kind of look up. Yeah, mm. and we've talked about this before. Uh, it's one of our values, like li- leaving a bit of margin for others, mm. leaving a bit of space in our lives um, for others. And something like that it's really simple that we could do every day is, you know, when you're walking down the street and you're scrolling your phone because we're super good at multitasking and we can walk and scroll. I almost walked into my fridge the other day, <laughs> just FYI. Doing okay, Matt's that. not good at my it. My wife opened the fridge door and I almost coat hanging myself. <laughs> but anyway, you were, you were yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do this no, anytime. No, 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 no. Um, but I'm just putting down your phone and looking around and, you know, mm. as you walk down the street, be like, God, where do you want me at work today? And is there a coffee shop you want me to pop into that I wouldn't have already? Or mm. is there someone you want me to talk to? Or is there, a, you know, a friend you want me to visit today instead of sitting on my lounge scrolling yeah. Facebook for three hours? Mm. Uh. It's such a thing. I'm saying this to myself, yeah. oh. really. Is, yeah. Sister, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. um, and I feel like another place, like a practical way um, where we can sort of like start to do this um, is just sort of like being more intentional about um, praising God in the areas of our lives that are difficult for us because mm. it's super easy to praise God when life is going great. Um, but yeah, I guess perhaps if we even begin by praising God in difficult times or in difficult areas of our lives um, and just like practically I'm just thinking like whether it be by taking time to pray, taking time to read your Bible, do a devotional, chuck on some worship um, worship music, mm. um, you know, even when we may not particularly want to do that, mm. um, but just like praise God in those moments. Um, and yeah, like Matt said as well, like celebrating the little things and being intentional about recognizing God in those spaces. Mm. Um, yeah, perhaps that will help us to live more of an all-encompassing life yeah. of praise as well. Yeah. And if I can just add on that, like, you know, the Psalm talked about the individual praise, but also the corporate praise. And I think, you know, we need to invite others into that space. Um, like, you know, I don't know how long I've been in church now. I was 17. I'm 32. That's 15. Quick math, guys. Um, <laughs> that blew my mind. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that blew mine. Um, but, um, you know, 15 years. And I still can feel uncomfortable talking about God yeah. in a casual way just about life. Um, but I've got to admit, I had we've got some really great friends um, 
and they did it really well. We'd just be talking there. They just, and it was in such a genuine, sincere, authentic way. They just talk about how God was in their life, just about, you know, where they saw him at work or how he was working in their life. And it drew that out of me. And that helped me be mm. far more aware of what was what God was doing in my life. So I think also like get your people together, yeah. like whatever that might look like, whether it be a life group, mm. whether it's just a, a core group of friends that you feel safe to be vulnerable with and actually just be real um, and, and talk about God. Mm. It doesn't have to be this like – outrageously theological, deep in doctrine conversation. It can just be, oh man, I was just chilling in the office today and someone's someone's name just popped into my head. So I flicked a message, um, you know, hey, COVID times, haven't seen ya. Mm. Hope you're well. Mm. And it just started this really cool conversation. How cool is God that he just kind of just, yeah. just prompted me in that way. Yeah. Like, why are we so weird about talking about that stuff? <laughs> Guys, it's good. Um, and then my praise of God helps someone else praise God because then when we're together and we're sharing that stuff, we can praise it together. And again, it doesn't have to be some profound, let's all fall on our knees and Blair Hill song. Like it can just be a, mm-hmm, God is good all the time. Mm, yeah. Like, and let's keep sipping our latte. Like, oh man, we overcomplicate it. It just does not need yeah, to be. For sure. I like this whole concept because you think like praise and you think worship which is what you talked about in your sermon a little bit um and I think you know we've kind of got that down pat you know Mm. it's not hard to sing some songs to be able to like switch on and genuinely praise God is a little bit harder but breaking down praise into reflecting his goodness Mm. is you know is something that's a little bit more intricate and takes more time more Mm. like more focus off yourself. Yeah. What we've been saying, like, I, I really like this kind of day to day goodness. Don't know whether Christians do it heaps well <laughs> <laughs> because it is hard and it's inherently against our nature, especially in our culture, mm. to focus on others yeah. is not what we're used to. Yeah. 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 And to also put yourself out there. Yeah. Like, hey, God, I think God was doing this and I just kind of jumped at it. Mm. Like, there's a vulnerability to that and, mm. you know, we, we're not very good at vulnerability, particularly in Australia because we love our tall poppery and we're scared mm. that someone's just going to cut us down. Yeah. <laughs> Which they will. <laughs> <laughs> too sensitive for it. <laughs> We've got on our side hopefully no cutting down occurs. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, awesome. Thanks so much, Matt, for, for sitting and having a chat and unpacking a bit more of those questions. It was great. Um, Amaris. Anything come out of that convo that you kind of stood out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, through all those three questions, there were some things. I, I think I'm really glad that Matt clarified um, that the wicked um, are not necessarily non-believers because mm. I think that's what I thought, and I was like, oh, that's a bit rough. But yeah. you know, so I'm I'm really glad that Matt clarified that. Um, yeah, but also I guess it's just a bit challenging. Um, sort of thinking about how we can praise God throughout our whole lives, what that looks like practically, um, and also how we can go about, yeah, reflecting his goodness. Um, and I think it's a challenge to me. I think I probably need to know, learn a bit more about Jesus mm-hmm. and his character so that I can do that better. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, I really struggle to kind of find how Christians stand out in this world. Mm. Um, and so this is something that, is super countercultural is showing mm. you know goodness mm. <laughs> i mean there's a lot of like non-christians who are 
better at being good than I am. Mm. But um, something that we can work on with, sorry, God's help is, yeah, is so countercultural and, and it is how we're going to stand out is taking time away from ourselves mm. um, and just in the little things, praising God in our everyday. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Amaris, on the table. It was great having your thoughts and your questions. No worries. i got a class in 20 minutes. i got to run. Oh, excellent. <laughs> got to go back to my COVID study. <laughs> your isolating uh, yeah, lectures. Very nice, very nice. All right, enjoy some some Pinterest on me during this um <laughs> this lecture (laughs) just a little hats off to my uh, uni days (laughs) if you want to be a part of the conversation make sure you're there at one of our online services on a sunday and you snap the slido qr code before the sermon to get involved if you guys have enjoyed the big three podcast today take the time to give it a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes thank you for joining us this week on the big three and our deep dive into god's invitation for us all Remember, there is no thought too small, no question too big.